You are now listening to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything, Kate. Now, this podcast is only catered to those that are 18 and above and may not be suitable for work, as we like to say, NSF. But remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kinkiers folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And on this podcast, we're going to go back with my guy JD who wrote uh, who wrote a little article that's about brats. And it's called Bratty Subs 101. Why dominance shouldn't take bratty behavior personally. A.K.A. Why submissives need to be tinkers. And I'm also going to discuss investments. After I discuss this JD piece, I'm going to talk about investments into the lifestyle and what that means in my perspective. So here we go. Many a novice dominant has witnessed the submissive pushback against their will or break established rules and given themselves a timeout to cool down before dueling out punishment for the bratty behavior. It's tempting when these times come to take your submissive's behavior personally and to ask yourself why your submissive isn't being respectful to you or, well, your submissive. A submissive's mind which exists in a space where she has little control and has to navigate around rules which you have placed there for her betterment often works very much like a mind of a child. When children are told that they are forbidden to do something, their very first reaction is often to immediately do what they have been told not to. They have a hunger to know right away why they have been forbidden to do that thing and they need to see the consequences both from the act of doing the thing they've been told not to and the ramification from their authority figure. The submissive is a thinker at heart. She needs to understand and test the limits of her relationship. It's as if she woke up one day in a locked room which contained everything necessary for her to be happy and healthy. Upon discovering she has everything provided for her, she will still need and try to pick the lock on the door or try to climb out the window so she can witness what is on the other side. Everyone submissive at one time or another will test the limits of their dominant. They need to know why you have made this rule for them, how swift your fury will be if it is not obeyed, and what form of punishment will take. There isn't anything personal about it. So try not to take it personally. They just need to test the limits of the figurative box you've created for them and take stock of how it all works. So so don't take that bratty behavior to heart. Sure how it works by dueling out swift but cool-headed punishment. If she wants to know how it all works so badly, it's your job to show her. So instead of getting frustrated or angry, politely thank her for giving you an opportunity for reminding her who is in charge and give her what she wants a better understanding of her relationship and how it all works enjoy your punishment princess this is how it all works
JD. So here's another JD hit. Another JD hit. I like this. And uh, I, I will agree with him that if you're going to deal with a brat, definitely you should not take their behavior personal. And yes, I like to say that they're uh, obstructionists. Like they, they like to uh, push back against the rule maker. And uh, that's just what it is to be with a brat. They're, and not necessarily even a rule breaker per se, but they're, they may be just disgruntled or they may be a little flippity of the mouth. Uh, yes, they may be trying to test their environment uh, or check or test their dominant, but I think more so it's just who they are. Like they, they, their energy is that they like being smart at the mouth it, and it's not necessarily uh, they like being smart at the mouth. They like just doing them sometimes. It's just who they are. And if that leads to a punishment, so be it. But they need to do it. It's part of their dopamine. You know, it's part of their dopamine to, to, to say something smart or to challenge uh, authority or to challenge any part of the environment, really. Uh, and it's not exclusive to their dominant. It's not like they're being that way with their dominant. They're being that way with their parents. They've been that way with their parents. They're probably that way with their friends. We all have a friend where are like, Ugh. you know, you have a friend that's a little needy. You know, they want your attention. They're going to do stuff to get your attention. You know, if you don't pick up on the first friend, they're going to call you two, three more times in a row until they get what they want. They want your attention. They want you to yeah. You know, so this is what I think uh, that bratty behavior is about. Now, if you can stand that, then go for it. If you have the kind of patience to deal with a brat, then so be it. Brats need love, too. I'm never one. You know, you've heard a lot of conversation on my podcast about brats. Some people don't deal with brats. Some people don't think brats are truly submissive. Or need to be categorized as submissives and all that. And I, I get where everybody is coming from. And I get why brats want to be considered submissives. Either way, you just have to have the kind of energy it takes to deal with a brat. You have to have the kind of patience to deal with a brat. And you have to understand where the brat is coming from. There's nothing you can do to make them stop being bratty. It's just who they are. It's who they're going to be. And you just have to be able to understand what their triggers are and what you should and should not take personal. Like, there are some things that you have to take personal. You know, there's certain lines of demarcation that you can't let anyone walk across. And then you have to have your gray area, which there are some gray area that, you know, that most submissives won't walk in, but a brat will absolutely walk in each and every time. And then you have to have your bold black lines of demarcation where you can't come over here or cross that line or it's going to be as he said swift punishment so that's uh all i have on this one what do you guys think let me know and so let's let's talk about investments investing and like where you're putting your finances, your resources, your energy, your thoughts, 
when it comes to being in a lifestyle? Are you daydreaming or are you actually putting things in motion? And so you can never really tell online. And I know a lot of us you know, are living our lives privately. Maybe you are having, maybe you do have a significant other that you just can't post online. So you have to kind of go on your own with it. Or are you just one of those people out there just fantasizing about it and you're really reluctant to get out there? And it's almost like it's not a, a, a thing of shame. But it is a thing of acceptance, right? And maybe they go hand in hand. But acceptance in a way of like, you don't want to invest more of yourself because you don't want to look like an outlier, you know, and, and be like an outcast, you know. You may feel like a lone ranger with it, you know, and you don't want to be judged. And then you think about like, well, can I bring this person around my friends? And how's that going to be? And we go, we go through all this thought process and a lot of it is just deterrence from us being our best selves for us living our best life in a way of living that truth that you know is deep inside you and so i know it comes with a cost of you know of investing money to go places investing money in buying things so you can experiment or have what you have with a partner, you know, investing yourself, um, you know, physically to, you know, to be able to practice to kneel, to be able to practice to do uh, uh, maybe a routine, maybe put lingerie on and get into character. You know, that takes practice. It takes energy. It takes effort. It takes thought. It's about investing in your interests investing in in people as well you know because you have to you know trusting someone enough to be with them to play with them to be able to submit to them to be able to guide them is an investment like this is not a game you can't pick people up and put them down like this is an investment if you're going to be in someone's life and asking them to do these things for you no matter what side of the slash you're on it's an investing part. It's a giving of two people. And so you have to really think about what that means, you know? And do you really truly want to deal with a submissive woman? Like, do you have the, or are you just playing around? Like, a lot of guys just, I want a submissive woman. Like, you know, cook and clean. Like, they want domestication. They don't really want submission. Those, are, those things are, too, are, are different. So, it just comes a point, and I know, I'm going to speak for myself, it got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm only going to do this when it comes to my personal life, when it comes to dating and relating to women, I'm only going this route. And I've invested time, energy, money, everything, everything, and this, and my life has, my dating life has been dramatically better. Dramatically better. Dramatically better. Being myself. Not that when I was with someone else, I wasn't being myself. I was always being myself. But over here, it's more acceptable. But over there, there's just more vanilla rules. Vanilla rules 
that I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm trying to fit myself in there, you know, trying. And I know many of you have been there or are still in that box where you're like, well, the Pickens is, is slim over there in the BDSM world, but it's plentiful over here. So instead of me just being bored and not giving somebody a chance, maybe if they hear what I'm into, maybe they'll come over here a little bit. Maybe they move more to the middle. And sometimes you just got to sell out. Sell out to the whatever idea you have. Sell out. Totally go in and invest. Totally go in and invest yourself, your resources, your thoughts, your energy, you know, even spiritually. You know, it takes a lot for a submissive person to get on their knees and, you know, and submit. And not only submit, you know, even have like, you know, something that she wants to express when she's kneeling as a, like a giving herself to you as a dominant man, you know. That takes a lot, and, and I wouldn't take that for granted. And I wouldn't ask that from just any woman I would just, you know, have a session with or, or be playing with or having sex with. I like I wouldn't ask someone to do that to that degree. You know, now if I'm if I'm having a session with someone new and they want to kneel, that's fine. But to actually go to those deeper, deeper levels, you know, it's just gonna take us a minute to get there. You know, a lot of women, let me not say just women, a lot of submissive people can kneel, but are they willing to give themselves? Like kneeling is one thing, but giving yourself and that being who you are with that person 100% of the time, that's different. Now, there's people that can turn the light on and turn the light off. But what I'm what I'm into is 20 Four seven. I don't need you to turn it off unless you're going to work. But when you're around me, that's who you are. And I'm going to be that guy. Okay? I'm bringing that balance. So, this is, uh, you know, just things to think about, guys. And I'm, even down to the people that want to create, like, communities or bigger spaces, you know, Facebook pages, you know, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort, you know, to get people involved, to keep people, uh, you know, the people that come to the pages, come to the websites, keep them in line. You know, you know, some people, you know, pay for content. I pay for help with some content, you know, um, because I care about the audience and the message that I'm trying to get across. And sometimes... Because I don't have the time to just sit and create. But I know what I want. I have to sometimes pay for that. And that's okay. Like, it's an investment. You know, and I like what I've built. And then I've tried to build a community with Kingspace, which, unfortunately, is not working out. So it will be discontinued. Uh, <clears throat> it will be discontinued uh, coming in July 29th. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of an awe, but uh, a little disappointing. But we tried. We tried. Like, we had to site up. And this is how funny life can be. So we had to site up. And 
things weren't going things were going kind of well because it's right when Tumblr had had uh, did a purge, so people were looking for places to go. They had BDSM, uh, I think LR.com, and then you had some other other couple of kink spots come up, and then we came up, and we went from I guess a few hundred people to like like maybe a couple thousand within like a couple of weeks. So we were picking up momentum and then, you know, it got to a point where some complications happened. We had to shut it down. We shut it down <laughs> December 31st, 2019. And if we would have just held on for three more months, when the world shut down and everybody was forced to be home and be online, we really would have came up. We probably would have came up. We probably would have expanded and been bigger and would have been better. But because we didn't, by the time that following summer comes in, we want to bring it back. I want to bring it back. Um, we messed up our momentum. And, you know, you're trying to reclaim, you're trying to let people know, hey, we're back. And, you know, in today's world, when you get people on a hook with something, you got to keep them there. Like, if you can't be on and off, and I realize that even, you know, doing these lives, you know, it's a commitment, you know, and it's hard sometimes, you know, it's hard sometimes when everybody, like my other two partners and myself, we all had day jobs. And one person works or two of us work during the day, one works at night. So it's just always things in the backdrop that keep things sometimes from being successful. And again, but it's all investing and we've all invested our talent and our resources to making it happen. We all brought something to the table. But I think, you know, what I take away from it, even though the site didn't succeed, I made great connections with people. I got to work with two other people that I've never met in my life who brought their expertise to the table, brought my expertise, we brought resources to the table, and it was a beautiful thing. And in one way, you we I can look at it as like, ah, as a Virgo, I'm like, ah, the site didn't work, ah, disappointment, a little failure there. But the positive is I got to work with two other people who have actually helped me build the Sir Inc. brand. So uh, I can't even be mad at none of it, you know, because some positives come out. And the positive is, the positive is I actually got a human connection. Like money is great. Like money is great. But sometimes having human connection is, is, is much better. Having that connection, having that bond, having that moment with someone that you never met that you do business with. And then you have other people that you know, and you feel like we could do this, whatever little venture, like let's just keep it simple. Like let's throw parties. But then, you know, if it's three of you or however, however many people, someone, someone in a group setting will always be lagging behind. You will have people in the front, people in the middle and people in the back. You know, and some people, you got to drag them to success um, or drag them along in business ventures. So it's, it's great uh, to be able to have met and be close to two other people 
one that lives in the Midwest and another person that lives in the Philippines. So, you know, it, it's just been a pleasure to have met them through through the Facebook page and build, uh, you know, this site. And my friend James, who I was working with, he had built the site for a guy and the guy bailed on the site. After he built it, the guy bailed. So then this is how we came up with King Space. And he came to my page, we, we was cool, busting it up. And he's like, yo, I just got this site sitting. Uh, maybe we could do something with it. And so we decided to create a King Space community. And uh, especially with all the purging going on at the time through Facebook and uh, then eventually Tumblr, you know, with the more conservative movement that was going on in the country at the time, we decided to, you know, okay, let's take that, flip it. It was called Dom something, but we was like, let's flip that, get put a new name on it, do all the branding, and pop it out. It's kingspace.net. But at any rate, my whole point in all that is, is not to talk about my stuff per se, but to say that I've invested in it and I've invested thousands of dollars in it and I've invested time and energy. But you know what? I'm not mad at any of it. I'm not mad at any of it because the money is not as important as what I was trying to accomplish. And at some point, even that failure will add to my success going forward. So it's just a matter of time for that thing to boomerang back as some kind of lesson that I'll learn that the next time I'm in a position, I go for it. I go for it. You know, or we make it happen. We push through that hard time. You know, you can always look back and say, hey, you know, I see where we made a mistake. You know, I see where I could have did more. And we wouldn't have been in that situation. So, you know, it's just my thoughts, guys. You know, I think that, you know, this lifestyle is an investment. I'm not even going to go down a rabbit hole far as buying novelties. You know, you guys have heard me talk about it, that enough. Uh, but investing time. going, <clears throat> Actually going to see people. You know, actually going to see people, getting on a plane, getting a hotel room, getting a rental car, going out to eat, like that stuff costs money, you know, but, you know, if you can do it and you're really down for the lifestyle, you really want to meet people, I'm not letting, you know, distance, distance me from what I want. So I'm going for it, you know, so. That's just how I roll. You guys know if I come to your part of town, you see it on the and you see it on the Facebook page. If you're in that part of town, if I'm if I'm in your city, let's get together, let's hook up, let's have coffee, just just to bust it up. You know, uh, I think it's important, especially if we already had a connection. You know, I know if, if I'm a total stranger to you, no, know, but you know, to all my friends that I've met and I've built friendships with, if I'm in your town, and they know this already, but even for someone else that might uh, want to talk it out. And I'm not talking about meet for having a session. And then like, we have to be clear about that. I'm not talking about meeting to play or anything like that. I'm talk straight talking about conversation, um, male or female, 
like I'm cool cool kicking it with some brothers. I met some 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 gentlemen off this page, you know, real good dudes, you know, had beer, had drinks, and kicked it. You know, so it's all good. You know, I smoke cigars, so we can get the guys, smoke cigars, have some drink, have some conversation. It's always great to bust it up with fellow dominants, you know, so I can get some perspective. You know, look, I you know, we get to have a conversation, like, am I tripping with this? Or like, how would you handle that situation? What do you think about this? You know, as you heard me talk with um, Lone Wolf, you know, that's my guy. Man, our conversations are great. And this is, you know, when men agree, but walk different paths, but they can agree on certain things, especially when it comes to the perspective of how you, you know, treat people and see and how you, protect the people in your life you know we all have maybe different political views different views if you know depending on what um ratio of your experience is different so we all have different walks of life but it's great to be able to have commonality and the commonality is just being responsible men and that's a certain language and now non-responsible men don't know anything about that. They they need to be quiet when men are talking. But, you know, nowadays fools run amok and their mouths run amok with them. So, you're going to get a bunch of nonsense uh, being said. But what I've learned through life is not to believe what people say, but judge them by their actions. And one of the things that I, you know, I think it's a misconception a lot of times about women that they believe anything a man to tell them. I don't think that's the case. But I do think a lot of women give a man a benefit of the doubt. Or women, because they're so mental, they like to break it down. They like they, they like to get into their investigative mode and break everything down. Like, why he do that? Why he say that? Let's, let me break it down. What's the hidden meaning, you know? Um, and as a guy, you know, I just think like a lot of that, I understand the thought process because men can go down that slippery slope too. But a lot of times when it gets out of your reach and, you know, mentally and you asking questions and, uh, that person doesn't want to clarify positions, I'll just bail. I'll, I'll just start putting you in a category. I'll just bail. Cause I don't feel like no nonsense. I don't want to do the Dick Tracy investigation, CSI, you know, blue light fingerprints. I don't, I don't need to do all that. You know, I have other things that I have to do and I can't spend my mental energy chasing waterfalls. Isn't that what the, isn't that what TLC said? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing, don't go chasing the fantasy. Cause you, cause honestly, if you're not getting clarity from the person, they're allowing you to go on a wild goose chase in your mind. And you got to ask yourself, why? And there's something very wrong with that, in my opinion. So I'm not going to play with you. If, if you're not going to give me clarity, I'm good. I'm good. And I just wish more women would do that with these jokers. These foolish guys. I mean, you know you got a joker in your hands. Don't allow yourself to get emotionally invested and that kind of nonsense. See what I'm saying? Where you're putting your investment, where you're putting your mental investment 
Don't go putting your mental energy, your mental investment in some fucking joker. The only thing that happens when you invest your mental energy, your spiritual energy, and all that with a joker, you end up being a joke. Real talk. You end up being a joke. And so... If a person lies to you that good and you find out you just wake up one day a year or two later and, and like you're like, I didn't even see that coming. All right, cool. Either you didn't want to see it coming or you really didn't or the person is really that good of a liar. I mean, there are some very, very good liars out here. So I'm not going to say um, there aren't. But I mean, there's not that many good liars. Because, again, words have to equal action. What you see and what they say has to match. That's man shit. If it doesn't match, you're dealing with a joker. And you need to look that joker in the face and say la vie. Okay? Say goodbye. Do not waste your investments. Do not waste your investments because if you waste your mental investment, it will tear at everything else. It will tear at your emotions. It will tear at your body. It will tear at your spirit. You will allow that to, that confusion to run rampant within you. And anywhere you have insecurities or weaknesses, those things will be tested right away. Right away. Think about COVID. Right. And I hate to make this comparison, but for the sake of this conversation, the most vulnerable people were the ones to COVID were the ones who had cold mobilities. Right. Who already had different issues, cancer, asthma, you know, blood disorders, all that. Right. So if you got COPD, you know, so. If you got some comorbidities, this thing is, is is coming at your neck, right? But the people that don't have a stronger uh, chance of surviving it, right? So if it get on you, it don't necessarily F a person around that don't have comorbidities. But people that are vulnerable, they might get fucked around. See that? See that? And so everybody can get it. None of us are immune from someone uh, lying or doing some dumb shit, but it's how you handle that, right? And if you have some vulnerabilities, you need to shore them things up as much as you can, batten down your hatches. So that way, when that thing come, it roll off you. See, when it come hit me with this negativity, this nonsense, you know, this, un, you know, this confusion, you know, I take it as a little cough. You know, we're going to sweat it out one night and we're going to be back up and running, keeping it strong, you know, going forward. You know, we take vitamins and all that for this kind of stuff. That's why my vitamins, my mental vitamins is listening to people that talk about strength, leaning on the, the lessons that I was given through life. 
through very instrumental people and strong people, people I may even consider stronger than myself for sure, that I lean on for their guidance and I know what they're telling me and I know damn for sure they're telling me for a reason now. And no matter what I feel, I, I trust a person that I look up to that's bestowing upon me this wisdom, what they can see of me in my situation. I take that very, very serious in the heart. And sometimes you have to ignore yourself and listen to someone else and just do do what you got to do to get through it. That's how you batten down your hatches. It's not by just telling your problems or talking something, saying something to your friend. And then they're telling you like, yo, you know, where I'm from, where I'm standing, this is what it look like. You just can't ignore that. You just can't want to talk the talk. You can, but if it's serious, if this thing is running rampant around in you, and you know if it is, you know if you got the dog by the chain or the dog is dragging you by the chain. If the dog is dragging you, then you must do what you got to do to batten down those hatches. So everybody think about it, you know, Comment on this. If you are in it and you're well invested in it, you know, great. Let's talk about that. Let people hear your, share your, some of your experience, some of your stories. And for those who want to invest, but you really don't know, man, put some comments down there too. Matter of fact, you can DM me with any questions or comments and I can read them back on my next live. Like this is what someone talks about. Like we gotta, we have to have these conversations. We have to because it's it's these things that we have to shore up so that way we can get to those deeper levels and that those states of nirvana, you know, states of nirvana within the lifestyle. This is crucial. But tell me, what do you think investments, remember, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, it's all crucial. It's all very crucial. If you decide to get into this life 100%, you got to bring all that to the table and a little bit more and have fun because it is fun. You know, when you find somebody that you can connect with on a deeper level and y'all can have open communication, sky's the limit. Doesn't mean it comes without challenges, but no one's walking through life dealing with someone other than themselves and I having some challenges. But thank you for listening. Think about investments, guys. And batting down those hatches. You know, shore up those vulnerable, them vulnerable spots within you. And let's move forward healthier and have more fun. And you guys know where you can find me. Sir INQ on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. SirINQ.com. And you can always email me at SirINQ09 at gmail.com to send me whatever thoughts you may have or stories or something you saw on the internet that you want me to comment on. Let me know. I got you. Until next time, peace.